0: Welcome to the High on Life podcast, where it's all about empowering you with the medicine and the mindset to healthfully lose weight and thrive beyond the scale. I'm your host, Dr. Sasha High. Welcome to another episode of the High on Life podcast. I am so excited that you are listening. I want to say thank you for sharing and reviewing. That helps to get the word out there about the podcast. It really is changing lives. We're on a mission to help 10,000 women love themselves, lose weight if they want to, and thrive beyond the scale. And you, my friend, are really helping that movement. I appreciate it, and I want to encourage you to continue to share with the women in your life. I want to read a review from one of my listeners and previous clients, Erin K. Canada. She says, I have been one of those people that has tried so many fad diets, devoted my life to healthy eating and working out all for it to never work. After years of searching for answers, I found Dr. High. I've learned so much about myself, why I do certain things, how I cope with food, how I deprive myself for years. I highly suggest that you listen to Dr. High's podcast. You will gain so much insight into your own behavior and learn to give yourself grace. Thank you. Thank you, Erin K. Canada. It means so much that you took the time to leave this review, and it brings my heart so much joy to know that I've helped you and other women learn to give themselves grace. All right. Today, we're going to talk about the negative side of weight loss. Don't worry, though. This is actually going to be a positive episode. I promise. Now there is a negative side of weight loss that comes from the diet industry and is rooted in weight bias and fat shaming. And that is not what I'm talking about today, but I do hear about it from my clients all the time. Clients have told me about experiences where they had to weigh in in front of an audience of people and if they hadn't lost weight, they'd be publicly reprimanded. I've had others say that they were told by their healthcare provider that they were lying about their food diaries when their weight wasn't as much as was weight loss wasn't as much as expected. So many horror stories. If you encounter a weight loss program that tries to achieve results through shame, run. That is not the way. Run far, far away, please. These negative, these types of negative experiences are wrong and absolutely shouldn't be tolerated. Uh, I'm planning a, a whole separate episode about weight bias and fat shaming. What I want to talk to you about today, though, is the negative experiences that you do have to go through in weight loss because they're just part of the journey. So let's jump in. The first negative is that you have to be willing to sacrifice in the moment in order to gain in the future. What does that mean? Well, there are going to be times where you'll want to eat something, but you'll have to choose not to. You'll have to allow the urge or desire for food to be present in your body without responding to it by eating. And this can be uncomfortable. And quite frankly, one of the reasons that people give in to their cravings is because it's uncomfortable not to. And most people don't know how to handle that discomfort. So that's the negative side. You have to be uncomfortable and be okay with it. One of my favorite speakers, Craig Rochelle, says, Discipline is choosing what you want most, over what you want now. And this absolutely pertains to weight loss. You have to choose what you want most, whether that's improved health, more energy, longevity, over what you desire right now. You might be saying, why should I have to deprive myself? I should just live in the moment and enjoy my life. And that kind of thinking will definitely create feelings of deprivation. But the issue is, is that indulging all of our urges and desires in the moment actually robs us of life and enjoyment in the future. And this is why knowing your core values, knowing your compelling why for wanting to lose weight, and recognizing what you are gaining by losing weight or improving your health are, are so essential. You have to keep your eyes on everything you're gaining rather than what you're missing out on in the moment. Now this goes back to the brain, right? So remember in episode 2, I talked all about our primitive brain and how it's motivated to seek pleasure and avoid pain. Our limbic system very much motivates and gives impulses to want to eat the tasty food. But our limbic system has no awareness of our future self. It does not provide rational thinking or consider what is in our long-term best interest. So when we live our lives by impulse, there tends to be long-term consequences. We have a private Facebook group for, our, for the clients in our program, and one client who was just starting out recently asked what I thought was such a great question. He asked in the group, what is one thing you've learned that you wish you'd known your first week? I saw this and I was like, wow, I love this. What an amazing question to ask others who've embarked on the same journey, and I'm so excited to see what people respond. And we had some amazing responses, but one in partic- particular I want to share with you. I wish I knew that this wasn't the end of the world. I was pretty devastated starting this. I wish I knew that choosing me does not mean missing out. It means living and enjoying myself. Boom. (laughs) So good, right? This is what it's all about. How many of you believe that choosing to lose weight means you'll be missing out? I know this is a common sentiment because I hear it all the time. Now this isn't about denying that yes, there is some sacrifice. But if you focus on what you're missing, you'll miss all that you're gaining. Yeah, you're going to say no to some tasty food that your brain really desires in the moment, but what are you gaining? I'll share with you an abbreviated list of what my clients have reported. More energy, more mental clarity, less brain fog, fog, less bloating. No more cravings, no more being ruled by food all the time, feeling confident again, resolution of fatty liver, better diabetes control, normal menstrual cycles, walking up multiple flights of stairs without being winded, keeping up with their kids, going for a bike ride with their kids, being able to go hiking, kayaking, gardening, skiing, golfing, on a roller coaster. The list continues. These are all the gains. And it is so important to focus on the gains rather than the temporary sacrifice. Now, I also want to make clear that not indulging urges does not mean giving up tasty food forever. Firstly, healthy food is tasty, and if it isn't to you, you need to invest in some cooking classes. But secondly, successfully losing weight does not mean giving up everything that you enjoy forever and never ever having it again. It just means that you're making conscious choices about your food and deciding when you're going to indulge and when you're going to practice restraint. The second negative of weight loss is that you have to be willing to feel uncomfortable. This means you have to feel the discomfort of urges, like I just mentioned, but I'm also referring to emotional discomfort. One of the factors that causes us to take in more than we need, which can lead to weight gain, is emotional eating. Now before you think, okay, yeah, but that's not me. Like, I don't cry into a bucket of ice cream. I want to challenge you. Everyone emotionally eats. Everyone. Everyone. If you've had cake at a birthday party as part of the celebration, you emotionally ate. Pumpkin pie at Thanksgiving, a large turkey meal at Christmas, popcorn at the movie theater, it's all the same. It's eating out of celebration or reward, i.e. emotional eating. We eat in response to both positive and negative emotions. It's very, very common. And anytime we eat for purposes other than nutritional requirements, it is overeating. In the obesity medicine world, we call this hedonic eating. It's eating that is driven by our pleasure center, and that part of our brain can override our brain's normal hunger and fullness signals. And if you're trying to lose weight, you need to become hyper aware of when you're eating for reasons other than nutritional requirements. To do that, you'll have to learn to feel your feelings instead of eating your feelings. How many of us, myself included, When we come home after a long day, we'll grab a glass of wine to de-stress. Or maybe you find yourself snacking a little more after dinner when you've had a hard day. The reason this is so normal is because we have a misled belief that life is supposed to feel good and happy all of the time. We grow up believing that we're supposed to be happy. We see curated social media images of others living happy and perfect lives, and we think that's what we're supposed to aspire to as well. So we develop an intolerance to negative emotions. We think they're bad. They need to be escaped. And the easiest escape is food or alcohol. Brooke Castillo, who was my life coaching instructor, teaches the most mind-blowing principle called the 50-50 principle. I'll do a whole podcast episode on it at some point, but essentially it's the idea that life is 50-50. 50% 50 of the time we are happy and have positive emotions and things are good. And 50% of the time we suffer and have pain and disappointment, and that is just life. It doesn't matter whether you're rich or poor, highly educated or not, it is the same for everyone, 50-50. Now, learning this concept brought me so much freedom. It's like, ah, okay, wow, it's normal that I feel disappointed sometimes or sad or frustrated. That's actually just part of the human experience. So what does this mean for you? It means What if it's okay for you to just feel stressed? What if you don't have to escape the frustration that you're feeling? You can just sit with it. Notice it. Recognize it's just an emotion. It won't kill you. It also won't last forever. One of our clients recently said, before I started this program, I would have thought I have no emotional problems because I just covered them up with food. What I've learned is that negative emotions are a part of life. I need to feel that way sometimes. Yes, exactly. It's okay that sometimes we feel negative emotions. But so many of us aren't willing to just feel. And that's why we turn to food. It's a temporary relief from the negative emotions. It gives a hit of dopamine, which provides some temporary pleasure, but frequently just compounds our negative experience because now not only do we have the initial stress or whatever negative emotion we were feeling. Now we also have the disappointment and the shame from overeating or binging or whatever it was. And then in the long term, perhaps the negative health consequences from overeating as well. So it's just adding to the net negative. What I want to propose is that learning to sit with discomfort is a crucial skill needed to achieve long-term successful weight loss and health. And in fact, discomfort doesn't have to be a bad thing. Discomfort is the price tag for growth. If you can learn to feel stress without reaching for a snack, then you can learn to process the stress and actually find helpful ways to manage it, rather than adding to the net negative result in your life by overeating. If you can learn to feel bored without needing to fill the boredom with food and entertain yourself with food, then you may give your brain an opportunity to discover something really valuable, something that you can create from that boredom. Maybe it's a new hobby. Maybe it's a side business. Maybe it's just your personal growth. If you can learn to feel disappointed without masking the disappointment with food, then you can find real solutions that may move you forward in your life. The fact is, the only problem that food is supposed to solve is physical hunger. When we use food for anything else, it usually does a terrible job and has some negative downstream consequences. The third negative of weight loss is that it is going to take longer than you expect, pretty much guaranteed. Most people have very grand ambitions when they start on a diet. You know, they imagine they're going to lose 40 pounds in the first six months or whatever it is. They want to see results right away. And by results, they always mean the scale. Yes, it's nice to see the scale moving right away. Yes, it's nice when the scale moves consistently in a downward direction week by week. Yes, it's nice when the scale goes to the target number, that goal weight that you have come up with in your head. That's all nice, except it so rarely happens like that. You know, some people will lose 10 pounds of primarily water weight in the first week and then things plateau for a bit. Other people lose one to two pounds a week. Other people don't lose any weight at first, but they feel better and they have more energy. They have fewer cravings. Everyone is different, but the point is when your sole focus is the scale, you miss out on all the other benefits of practicing healthy behaviors and all the wins you're collecting along the way, and you're more likely to quit. I'm going to give you an analogy. Think about pregnancy. When you get pregnant, you know it's going to be a long process. You have the baby in your belly, but it's not ready to come out yet. It takes nearly 10 months. I know everyone says it's nine months, but really like count it out. It's actually closer to 10. (laughs) It takes that much time for the baby, um, you know, when it seems like nothing's happening. And other times, all of a sudden your belly like pops out and it seems like things are moving really quickly. It's all part of the journey. It takes time. You can't rush it. You just have to be patient. It's the same with weight loss. It takes time. You just have to be patient. What if You took the time limit off of your journey and you just recognize that whatever you're doing to try to lose weight and improve your health actually is what you need to be doing forever because that's the truth of the matter. There's really no end point with weight loss or healthy behaviors. You need to be able to continue doing what you're doing, eating what you're eating forever because if you stop, the weight comes right back on. And if you're doing restrictive dieting right now, that statement that I just made is going to sound terrible to you. You'll be like, oh, what? I can't eat like this forever. This is horrible, right? But when you figure out an eating plan that is reasonable, that fits your life and family, that isn't perfect, but allows you to make the healthiest choices possible with some planned indulgences once in a while, you can absolutely enjoy eating and enjoy the journey of losing weight and keeping it off without it being a terrible experience. It's also why I encourage you to always search for and celebrate your wins. If your sole measure of success is the scale, you'll be on this emotional roller coaster, every, you know, following the scale up and down, and you'll likely quit before you've made any significant headway. But if you can learn to celebrate your choices, celebrate taking care of you, celebrate when you went for a walk even though you didn't feel like it, celebrate not giving into a craving, celebrate having more energy and better sleep, all of the non scale victories, then you give yourself reasons to enjoy the process. And when you enjoy the process, you're way more likely to stick to it in the long term. So three negatives of weight loss that you have to embrace. One, short-term sacrifice for long-term gain. Two, feeling the negative feelings without trying to escape them. And three, patience because it takes longer than expected. I hope this episode about the negatives was actually positive and encouraging for you in your weight loss journey. Listen, if you've been dieting and struggling with your weight and you need help to make this process easier and more doable so you can thrive in your life instead of being obsessed with the scale, I would love to work with you. Go to Sashahighmd.com to find out about my clinic or join the waitlist for my next coaching program. As always, stay in health and have a wonderful week, everyone. Talk to you soon. Thanks for joining me today. If you enjoyed listening to the High on Life podcast, please take a moment to subscribe, share, and review it on Apple Podcasts.